Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ready for some great news during the holidays? Just last week, interest rates fell lower than they've been in months. <gasps> this could be your chance to finally pay off all of your high interest rate credit cards and lower your monthly payments by 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And you even get to skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. What's going on, everyone? It's time for Strictly Business right here on the Ad-Free Shows and Podcast Heat Networks. I am John Alba, and I know half of you think that I'm insufferable as is. Well, I'm coming down with a cold, so I'll be probably even more insufferable on this week's edition of Strictly Business. Uh, Eric is on vacation with his family right now, and I wanted to give him some much-needed R&R with the whole Bischoff crew. So I decided to call in another one of our tag team partners here on Strictly Business, someone that we featured on this podcast earlier this year. Uh, he's the host of The Mat Men. You can see him uh, pretty much anywhere you get your wrestling podcast. I, I believe he's one of the more entertaining and insightful minds in the wrestling industry today, for better or for worse. He is Andrew Zarian. What's going on, man? How are you? You know, that, that, that was a very honest uh introduction to me again yeah like like people think that we're professional bullshitters but i'm just being very real with you here. what you <laughs> Listen, see is I, what you get i i know that you have a quota filling the show with people with great hair in the pro wrestling business you know mm -hmm. easy ease the original oh yeah you know that 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 nitro haircut that he had i can't top that but i'm, I'm gonna try my best today to yeah. fill in uh big shoes here on the show for you it's unbelievable man because you combine the hair with the dimples and <laughs> that bravado that he carried at that time he, he still best, carries yeah. that bravado he still does he still does yeah. uh you know uh, i'm excited to be here uh this yeah. is uh this been a, this has been a i mean for me personally too right when when talking about professional wrestling and you too i mean it's been a fascinating year to do this uh yeah the landscape has changed tremendously and it seems like it's continuing to change every every couple of weeks we get some some weird story out there that kind of pivots everybody yeah and that's what we're gonna hit on this year you know over on the 83 week show with conrad eric did like a three and a half hour year in review and they talked a lot about some of the things that happened but i felt that we could provide a little bit of a different perspective you know one of the things that i i do take pride in this andrew and i know some of our audience doesn't necessarily take it that way but i i think it's important to have differing viewpoints differing backgrounds when you're discussing something you know eric is 38 years my senior so we have very different perspectives yeah. and approaches to discussing these elements of the business or creative whatever it may be and i think that's good for 
providing quality discourse. You know, people will agree or disagree with that. But uh, I, I, I know you're very much someone with your finger on the pulse of the happenings of the business side of the wrestling industry, especially as far as uh, distribution is concerned. So that's definitely something we want to talk about as we look back on 2023 on this edition of Strictly Business. Um, and, and I want to be very honest in how we look back at this year, because I do feel, Andrew, like the past few years, probably dating back to 2020, I'd say, we've been like, this is the craziest year in wrestling history. And every year, somehow, some way, we find ourselves saying that again and again, perhaps at an even larger scale than before. So when you look back at 2023... What initially comes to mind as having stood out the most about the state of the industry for you? Uh, I'm going to touch on it, but I wanted to I wanted to rewind a little bit. And you were sure. talking about the discourse uh, on sure. the show, especially I I was I thought that show you did with Eric a couple of weeks ago about WBD and where it's headed was fascinating. Uh, you know, and, and I'm listening to that and I know you personally. I don't know Eric well personally, but I obviously I know of Eric Bischoff. Uh, over my span of being a professional wrestling fan and people people in business that I talk to regularly know Eric well. Um, I thought it was a great conversation to have because you both have such different perspectives. He is far more on the corporate side of things. He understands that end of it. I'm, I'm you know, I kind of lean towards Eric's side when it comes to my mindset when it comes to business. But it was, it was, it was a great conversation and i think the people that got it really appreciate it i i think a lot of people didn't understand both of your points because i saw sure. some of the uh some of the feedback on it um but just you need to have these discussions yeah. you need to be able to change people's perspective uh even even last week's show you and eric were talking about uh just you know the the talent versus the corporate side of things and i thought it was fascinating uh, you know just a really interesting conversation to have with someone that has a very unique perspective like eric yeah you know you yeah. may agree you may disagree but i thought it was i thought it was a very healthy and positive conversation i appreciate and I, that and i appreciate it the show for that that's why i really listen because you you look at things very differently than eric does but you're able to somehow you know manage to have a civil yeah. conversation which does not really happen too often. <laughs> Except last week when I did have to raise my voice at him for trying to convince our audience that Vince McMahon uh, never returned to WWE. Yes, yeah. But he gave in. <laughs> he gave in on that one. <laughs> and he, he gave in. He gave in. So I'm looking out for you guys. Just I'm trying to hold the accountability there. No, nah, it, was, it was good. So I appreciate that. And, and look, you know, we have a really awesome fan base for the 83 weeks feed in general for both shows. And, you know, Eric's fans are very passionate and we're very appreciative of all of them. And I understand you're not going to please everybody, but I do think it's important to offer those differing perspectives. And you know, I, I, we see the comments, right? It's like, Oh, you say one good thing about AEW and they're like the, the AEW shill, or you say something good about WWE and they're like the WWE shill yeah. is like, man, we're just trying to have a conversation here. And, Neither of us, including yourself, none of us are working for any of these companies. There's nothing to shill in general. We gain I nothing no from it. We a shill. Send me your money. It. I don't care. Send me money. I'm not. I'm not. You know, my whole thing. I'm not a journalist, and I'm not. And I like not being uh, bought and paid for by advertising. I don't really do this for profit. I do this because I enjoy doing it. Uh, I like kind of being a disruptor sometimes with things. Uh, but you really I'm, do like Eric, huh? <laughs> you know, I got to tell you that there's, I, I don't, I, I, you know what? I would love to grab a drink with him. Oh yeah. I'd love oh, to grab yeah. a drink with him. Uh, you know, him and I had a conversation off the air last time I was on here and it was, it was interesting because, uh, he said some things that I also hear regularly, you know? Yeah. And I, I thought that was in, it, that was interesting because we come from very different sides of, of, I guess the business of media and everything. Um, yeah. just fascinating, but this year's going to be. You know, looking back at 2023, um, I, I there were there were numerous things that I I thought would have happened or didn't happen that went a totally different way. Just just based on my things that I had heard, and so it just shows can, you how. Can you dive in more on that? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the collision show was definitely when I initially heard about collision happening. 
Uh, it was described to me in a very, very different way. It wasn't described to me as a A-plus show, an A-1 show. It was described to me as, listen, we're consolidating our products. Warner wants everything that we do on their property when it comes to wrestling with AEW. So Dark and Dark Elevation had to go, and this was the replacement. That is how it was presented to me. Uh, I initially, I mean, listen, this is very, very early on, and I, I guess maybe February-ish. Uh, I, I thought it was just going to be a C-level show to get the talent on. It was a one-hour program on a Saturday afternoon, like a, like a, like a six o'clock or a seven yeah. o'clock six uh, Saturday show. And I was actually championing that because I think it's interesting. I think it's important to have earlier content. If you're trying to grow your content for kids, because listen, uh, you're a little younger than me, but, and I'm sure you had the same thing. I didn't grow up on Monday night raw. When I started watching wrestling, it was Saturday, you know, superstars in the challenge. Mm. That's what we watched. And then Saturday night's main event was a big thing. And it created an entire generation of fans on Saturday afternoon programming. And that really doesn't exist today. So I was actually excited to have an earlier product for my kids to be able to watch, you know, because I don't keep them up till nine o'clock to watch wrestling or eight o'clock to watch wrestling some nights. What a so, bad father you are. I know, I'm terrible. But we did go to Monday. We did go to uh we did go to the house show on Friday. Seemed like it was a blast. Uh, on Tuesday. Oh dude, it was blast. It was it was great. Yeah. It was total blast. So that was something that I didn't see happening. Um I would have I would have leaned heavy that the Warner deal would have been done for TV. Uh, I do know that the the internet distribution side was kind of worked out. Uh, I was, and I don't know what the delay is. I mean, one could assume that maybe Tony's waiting for the TV deal to happen or the offer to happen for that or something else is going on. But I would have assumed that the TV deal would have happened. I did not expect Raw to drop from... Uh, from NBC that was not something that I thought would happen that thing is a flagship for them so that that was interesting you know a lot of things are changing the Endeavor story that's another big one right yeah I, I would say it's certainly a big one yeah I there's a myriad of things to hit on there from what you said I'll, I'll start with the collision stuff the it, it, it was when we first heard the word of it it was kind of like an homage to yesteryear of wrestling. You just alluded a little bit to your personal memories. And I remember hearing that as well. And you and I had conversations about that at the time. And then it quickly changed into what many were perceiving to be the CM Punk show, right? And we went so quickly from CM Punk having this flagship show where it was his guys working and the show was produced the way that he wanted it to look at least that's what everyone was insinuating, to just a few months later, he's entirely gone from the company and Collision is just simply existing as another AEW property. I mean, have you noticed any shifts in the perception of the show from the business side of things, from Warner Brothers Discovery, from advertisers, any conversations that you're having? You know, I, I, from the, I haven't had this conversation for a while, but initially they... Everybody was aware that this was going to be a difficult night to get a million plus. I I don't think that was the expectation here. You know, six fifty healthy number to be at. You know, for for numbers, and this was all loose conversations. I'm not I'm not confirming that this was the the sure uh, the the mission statement. It wasn't the, the show, barometer. Right? Right. It wasn't the barometer, but it was it was. You know what? We're we're comfortable with this. Uh, we're not comfortable with this, but, you know, dipping into the fours and possibly the threes, that's that's a little alarming. And I, I don't think people anticipated that other programming would be such an impact, right? But you have WWE pay-per-views, you have UFC pay-per-views, you have, you know, Saturday Night Sports, you have college everything football. else going on, college football. So many moving parts here. Uh, it didn't become must-see TV, and I think the anticipation was that it would be a little bit more because of how dedicated that Wednesday night audience is. But the other problem was I don't think people – I don't think WBD in mind thought that there would be some sort of animosity as far as the audience splitting where you don't care for punk, so you're not watching Collision. And that was, that was something that played a part, too, mm. where you know within, within the fan base, people were turning on the other product. And you want to create the competition, but you also don't want to 
alienate your audience. And I think there was right. a lot of well, personality that like, was played a it, part. To juxtapose it to what WWE did in 2002 when they did the brand split, WWE had the established equity with its fan base where you had the dedicated multi-million person audience where you could afford to do stuff like that. And it potentially even drove up fan interest, right? In, oh, I really want to see why Raw is going to be better than SmackDown this week or, or whatnot. With AEW, and this has been something that Eric has talked about a lot, and I think it's a conversation that many people have had, the idea of growing too much too quickly. And here we are, this company has been around for four years, and they have three television properties, including two shows on a Friday and Saturday, which aren't necessarily the most ideal real estate for television. Uh, and you're asking your audience to commit to not just a one hour program on that Saturday, but a two hour. It's a lot to ask for. And when you add in the tribalism element, Andrew, it, it does feel to me like it almost saturated its own product from that sense where the collision shows, I think, are generally, from an in-ring standpoint, high-quality television programs. Yeah. But it's just so much of it, right? It's so much of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of wrestling. And, and, and yeah. outside of pro wrestling, right? Outside of media, a lot of my clients, I work in entertainment, I work in nightlife. Uh, I tell them this every single day, and a lot of times people don't listen because they think it's too broad of a statement. You are not just competing with your own, um, you know, competition. Like, AEW is not competing with WWE. AEW is competing with everything that's happening. Right. Including TikTok. There have been numerous times, and I'm a, you know, I'm a P1 viewer. I'm as dedicated as they come. I'll turn it on every week. I'll watch it. Even if I'm not enjoying it because I cover professional wrestling, I'll watch it, whatever it is, you know, if it's Raw or SmackDown, whatever. There are numerous times that my wife takes her phone and she shows me something on TikTok, and I realize I've been on TikTok for the next last 20 minutes. Yeah. Going down a rabbit hole. Right. That is your competition. You're not just competing. You're competing with the holidays. You're competing with sports. You're competing with your personal life. Uh, you're competing with everything that's, that, that's a distraction to you. So you must have something that's, I mean, something you need to watch. Yeah. And I and this goes for WWE too. This is not just an AEW issue. You have to provide something that people want to tune in for every single week. Because once you start falling off after a couple of weeks, it's hard to get you back. Right. And when you have, like for AEW, you have Dynamite, which is their flagship. You have, and Collision was supposed to be a flagship too. And then you got Rampage. You get it gets diluted. Maybe you're going to catch collision this week and not dynamite. Maybe you're going to wait a week to watch it on DVR. Once that starts happening, that's not a positive. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also, it's funny. I was watching this show that's on Disney Plus. I think it's courtesy of uh, National Geographic. It's this like 10 episode docuseries on the 90s. And they did a whole episode about the concept of must see TV. Yeah. Where with must-see TV, they specifically referred to NBC being must-see TV at the time because you had Seinfeld, Friends, Frasier. It was just an incredible array of shows that they had. And back then, you didn't have DVR. You didn't have TiVo. So it was must-see because if you wanted to talk about what happened on Friends last night with your own friends, you had to watch it live. Yeah, And must-see TV doesn't exist in 2023 outside of professional sports pro wrestling we often talk about where it falls in that line it's sports centric entertainment programming but it doesn't share the same commonality of pro sports where if you truly want to dvr an episode of raw and watch it later fast forward through the commercials you don't need that same real-time experience with the fan base that you do need when you watch a yankee game right yeah. like you can't DVR a Yankee game and watch it two days later. It's no, no longer you're relevant. you're not going to. Absolutely. The other issue is um, the discourse, the online discourse. Right. Right? There are times that, you know, I'm, I'm running late from the city. I haven't caught, you know, the first hour of Dynamite or even, even SmackDown or whatever it is. I already know everything that's happened. I've right. seen all the best moments. I know the entire show. And you know what? If I wasn't a dedicated viewer, if I didn't do this, that would be enough. Most weeks, 
I have people. I, I had a I had a big thing here for Christmas. I have I had family members. I had my friends over. There were so many people here. We were all Sick talking about wrestling, bro. I know you, dude. You should have came. I know. I should have invited <laughs> you. Yeah, well, you're you're far away in Jersey. Oh, you're in Jersey land. Enough. And you, it's you, like an hour. It's like an hour plus. I'm good. You stayed here, dude. You gotta come over. Yeah. I and you know what? Next time. Okay. But the conversation was, I was talking to people about AEW and WWE, and these people have not turned on the product in like eight months. Really? But they know everything that's happening. So that that is is that valuable to you as a as a fan base? You know, how do you convert those guys over? You better do something great to get them to watch again. And yeah. it gets harder and harder. So I, I think that's the uh, was it was challenge. it indifference to the product that they weren't watching, or was it just no, you know, it they, wasn't must just, see. It's just not must see. They they get enough of it online. They could see the clips, they go to YouTube, they go on Twitter, and they're mm. they're good. You know, that fulfills them. So it, it's a very interesting year we're going into because I think that's going to happen more and more. Uh, again, I don't think it's it's fair to say that the, um, you know, like AEW's in the mud or any, you know, you hear you hear all that stuff. I think it's been a challenging year with a lot of obstacles thrown thrown in their way. But they also have the Ring of Honor problem. Yeah. You know? And that's another thing, which they're not on TV. I, I don't personally, I don't see them getting on TV with that product unless something changes. Um, well, and we've it's talked a lot about of it too parts. here where it's like, is is that becoming an obstacle in your AEW distribution rights and, and getting that deal cemented wherever that deal may be is the idea that bundling it. And we talked about that on the show a few weeks ago is the idea that bundling it going to get in the way of AEW securing its own TV rights deal. I, I would say that that may have been uh, a goal originally, but I, I think we're beyond that now. I yeah. think the biggest priority is locking in your TV that you currently have and, you know, getting a, uh, a decent media rights deal for it. Because, I mean, as as we sit here and record this, just last night, Ring of Honor was the main event segment of AEW television. Yeah. Looking for a great Mother's Day or Father's Day gift idea? I was, and I found it at Paint Your Life. With Paint Your Life, you'll get a hand-painted portrait created to fit almost any budget, and it's a great gift idea for your mother, your father, or both. You say Paint Your Life transforms your photos into a one-of-a-kind, beautiful, hand-painted portrait created by professional artists. You upload anything you can imagine. You can even combine photos. You'll pick the artist, the medium. You can even customize the frame. And you can receive your painting in as little as two weeks. You can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given at PaintYourLife.com. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, just text the word WEEKS to 87204. That's WEEKS to 87204. Text WEEKS to 87204. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See paintyourlife.com slash terms for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, it was a Ring of Honor tag title. So, and, and you know, people weren't too pleased with that. No, no, they weren't. And I, I, I want to piggyback on something you said before, which was you said, well, it, it wasn't a great year for AEW, but there are other factors at play. I do believe that in many cases, Andrew, perception is reality. And it's hard to dispute that from a perception standpoint not that you always need to compare the products but perceptively wwe had a fantastic year and whether it's by correlation or not aw the perception is that it didn't for a variety of reasons and you can push back and you can say well they just they did that wembley show which there's no disputing it, Andrew. The Wembley yeah. show was one of the greatest accomplishments that we've seen in modern wrestling. But aside from that, there was a lot of drama 
to go around both the business side of AEW, the talent side of AEW, the creative side of AEW. And that perception lingers. And and going into 2024, that's going to be something that Tony really has to focus in on changing, no? Yeah. And by the way, the perception is not reflective of their financial success that they've had this year. Uh, they've had tremendous financial success, AEW, whether or not you're in the net net or, or you know, uh, if you're talking gross or whatever. But they they were able to generate income, uh, gross revenue that nobody in professional wrestling has ever achieved outside of WWE. And that is a tremendous accomplishment to have. Um, I Listen, I don't know their corporate structure there. Right. But. In talking to people, like I, you know, I know the WWE corporate structure pretty well because I know people there. You got to be a shark. You know, you got to be a shark. And for to- Tony, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving any insight on his, on his mindset here. But listen, you need to hire the best of the best if you're trying to compete in this world of media. And, and I, I, it seems like maybe they're headed that direction with a lot of the positioning that they've had with their, you know, uh, production and with their marketing departments. You know, you need to have people that are total sharks in this business to be successful. You can't leave any money on the table. Oh, look gotta, at Nick Khan. Look at, I mean, Nick is uh, the creme de la creme when it comes to this. A highly impressive guy. Forget about, forget about the internet discourse, right? If you've ever spoken to this man, uh, I had like 10 minutes of a conversation with him. Just, you could tell this guy knows what he's doing. This is, this is the game that he plays and he's one of the best at it. Uh, there's no denying that regardless if you're an AEW versus WWE person, but these are the people that you need to put in structure and outside of Nick, there are tons of other people on that side, uh, in the WWE side that these are highly accomplished media people. These are highly accomplished marketing, sales, whatever whatever it is. I think for Tony, he needs to start getting his corporate structure going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because so he, fewer listen, wrestling people, more corporate people. Is that what I, I'm hearing I, from you? I, listen, I that's how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not listen, I'm not I'm not in I know Tony has a far busier life than I do. Of course. <laughs> I've created this nice little bubble for me that that's very convenient in every in every possible way. But I'm around these guys. I'm around these 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 regularly and I hear the conversations and it's above what I'm capable of. And I think I'm a pretty capable entrepreneur. But I'm honest, when I sit in there, I'm a kid next to them. And I don't even have the reach of of accomplishing what they do. You know, for Tony to for Tony to accomplish what he's accomplished in four years as a startup, and that's what it was, right? And he's even said that he looked at this as a startup. It's unbelievable to achieve that in four years. But at one point, you're no longer a startup, mm-hmm. and you need to start hiring the people that are going to propel you into that next level. I think that's that's the issue for AEW coming into 2024. They've accomplished everything that they could possibly accomplish with the current mindset. But now, okay, you know, the honeymoon's over. It's yeah. obvious. And it took about three and a half years to, for that honeymoon to be over. And it was supposed to go that way. That's how it always is. Now it's time to say, okay, what's our next phase? What are we looking to secure? Are we looking to secure more media rights? Are we looking to get more pay-per-view revenue? What, what's the next goal for us uh, as far as growth? And, I, you know, I think that they're very much on that track. You could see with the moves that they're making. Uh, you know, the internet talks, the internet's going to complain as to why people are fired or why people were hired, but there's a reason for this and you got to slowly evolve. Uh, I've worked with friends that I've had to let go because it just, they phased out. You know, we entered a different project. We entered a different thing. And I've been, I've moved on from projects too, as a consultant, there are companies that I've worked with for five, six years, and I can't fulfill every need. And they were going into a different direction, and they they replaced me, and that's fine. That's how it is. And then I come back slowly as a consultant, and I start poking at you, and you end up paying me again. <laughs> He's that's a shark. <laughs> that's how it works. I, I just get in your ear, and I start, you know, saying stuff. But I, I think for AEW, it, it's going to be a – it's an all-eyes-on-the-product year. And that's not always fair. Right? Well, simply you, just based on the fact that we don't know what their distribution is going to be come the end of the year. Um, I'm still leaning towards 
what it is. I am too. That was my prediction on last week's podcast. Yeah. I said I, I believe they end up re-upping with them. What was Eric's? Uh, Eric's said that he isn't really entirely sure of the direction with Warner Brothers Discovery now because yeah. of these merger talks or these sale talks with Paramount. Yeah, listen, I and that's that's a monkey wrench that people really don't see happening, right? Uh, WWE Endeavor. That that was something that I don't think people assumed two years ago would happen, and it did, and that's going to change the course of that company indefinitely. I think right now it's it's it's. I I don't think it's going to be an abrupt change, but I think it's slowly changing. We're seeing that happen. We're seeing how this is going to work. They also haven't totally installed that entire arm of how Endeavor is going to treat WWE moving forward and the WME stuff, you know, representation for talent and things like that. That's a big part for that. If you are Jade, you know, Jade, I think Jade is part of WME, right? I believe so. I I believe she is. If you don't think that played a huge part in her decision making, uh, you're fooling yourself. Isn't it funny? And this is a little inside baseball, but our fans here on Strictly Business appreciate Inside baseball. Isn't it funny that for so long in wrestling, agents were so frowned upon? Having agents for your contract discussions, uh, for even media negotiation rights, all that stuff, it was frowned upon. And now so much of it is happening through agents, especially on a talent side of things. That, that, That has changed a lot. As, as we shed, I mean, there's still independent contractors per se, but as we shed that perception of wrestling versus yeah. this much larger macro scale perception that we now have of it, that's an interesting shift for me. Listen, you could only wrestle for so many years. Right. Uh, and talent's smarter than they were. You know, you're not doing 300 shows a year and just traveling from town to town and not seeing your families. These are... These are more uh, actors in in the form of entertainment than, uh, you know, the wrestler. And the business had to change. And and it always does when something goes mainstream. And wrestling is far more mainstream and acceptable now than it ever was. So why would you not have representation? If I'm on TV every single week, I better have an agent. I better have a management team. I better have someone in my ear telling me, like, listen, they're trying to screw you here. It, uh, you know, Don Buckwall changed a lot of that for a lot of people in the entire business, and he's still involved, uh, which is amazing. You know, you, I, I don't find a problem with that, but you're right. It was totally frowned upon with, you know, Lex Luger having an agent or this one having an agent and negotiating the deals. But they're TV stars. What What star on TV doesn't have an agent? Hey, this episode of Strictly Business is presented to you by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, gents. Remember the days when... You're always ready to go. Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed by heading on over to BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is very simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within just days. The best part, it is all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no weird, awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. We are in wrestling convention season. That means a lot of travel. That means I got to have my Blue Chew with me because you never know on a moment's notice when the opportunity is going to strike. I know Eric Bischoff is traveling for conventions as well. Mrs. B is joining him at his side, and you better believe that he is traveling well with a good Blue Chew in his pocket. They help him. They help me. Now they want to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free and use our promo code WrestleBiz at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z, to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring Strictly Business. 100%. And I think that's exactly the way you have to look at it. Uh, shifting a little bit onto the WWE side of the equation, this year was massive for WWE. The Endeavor acquisition, which we've all spoken ad nauseum about, 
Vince is back and then he has his duties kind of stripped back a little bit from creative. And now Paul of X strictly in charge of that. We've seen the rise fall rise again of Cody. <laughs> We've seen talent jump over CM Punk specifically international expansion is clearly paramount for WWE right now, as we see what their pay-per-view schedule, the premium live event schedule is going to be for next year. And I think one of the biggest, most underrated takeaways for me from 2023 for WWE, Andrew, was the reemergence of NXT to the point where they were able to package it off into a pretty nice TV deal with the CW moving forward. What are some of your thoughts on any of those factors? You know, when, when people were freaking out about NXT and their viewership and their rating, I, I was always told by people at USA that they, they love being in the 600s for that show. You know, right now, I think the number came out for this week's NXT. did 670,000 viewers. You know, is their demo the best? No, it's an older audience. It's a point nineteen demo. But it, it's there aren't too many products on TV that could get, garner that many viewers live. You know, that that's a live run, first run programming that you get 52 weeks a year. I think a lot of people forget that. This is a every week show uh, with no breaks. You know, the yeah. Tonight Show takes breaks. You know, so it's very valuable in that sense. I, I think WWE has done a good job at selling this as, uh, you know, this is a viable product. Uh, injecting, you know, main roster talent has obviously added a lot to this. It's a very different NXT than... than it was a couple years ago. It, it has it. helped a lot of it. And I also think, and he deserves a lot of credit. Shawn Michaels has changed the perception of NXT quite a bit. Now that he's had some time to really dig his teeth into it. I think Shawn Michaels, Andrew carries himself so well from a leadership standpoint. I, I've talked to a lot of NXT people about this where they really, really do respect Shawn Michaels a lot in the role that he's taking on. You know, he was kind of thrust into that position when you know NXT did that shift into NXT 2.0, and they just put all these people on TV who had no experience on television whatsoever, and they had to go through a lot of growing pains. And I think 2023 was the year where Shawn Michaels and his team really changed the perception of NXT and put it a little more into a ring-centric product while also furthering some character development i really think that played a lot into what nxt was able to leverage into this new television deal in combination with as you said wwe being more willing to put some of those main roster stars on it every now and then yeah uh we'll see what it does on the cw i mean you're you're over the air programming now you're not just on cable i don't know if it matters at all anymore but if this was like 10, 15, 20 years ago, this would have been a huge deal that it's going back to a network, you know? So I I'm curious to see how that falls in place. I, I am. Um, I, I always thought Ring of Honor should have been that NXT style product yep. for, for them. Uh, when they were doing those Orlando tapings for Ring of Honor, I thought that was a smart way to go. Uh, and you could have done the same thing where you bring a Brian Danielson down once a quarter or you bring whoever down once a quarter. And that was your developmental and you fed talent. You know, Athena would be a great example. I know we're, I'm getting into the thick of things here. Right? No, no, but you're right. But Athena would be a great example. She's been she's been leading that women's division in Ring of Honor. She's the champion there, and then you slowly move her into the main roster, and you yeah. say, "Look, I was, I was," and you do that build like you've always done. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I, I'm sure that they've gone through every possible way to do this, and for whatever reason, they've settled on what they've settled on. Um. I think for NXT, it's it's another product. And you know what? I, I'm curious if it's going to get a little bit of a younger viewership being on that channel. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious if that translates to, especially with CW making that shift into more sports-centric programming, which yeah. is something they're very much trying to get into with NASCAR, with Live Golf. Uh, they're going to have some basketball stuff, too. It, it's going to be an interesting shift to watch there if they can add some credibility to the cw brand moving forward and how does nxt help with something like that in the process um you spoke a lot about some of the criticisms of AEW. i'd like to hear from your perspective something that you'd like to see wwe improve on or switch up in 2024 i'll tell you monday night raw is way too bright okay 
So bright. I'm I'm blinded by how bright that show is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I got to tell you, if we're looking at a business in a business front, I I, I was at that garden show. Yeah. I can't criticize anything that they're doing right now. They're Mm -hmm. firing on all cylinders. I would agree. Uh, You know, when I go to a WWE show or I watch WWE, I watch a very different product as far as like how I'm viewing it than I do with AEW. AEW is the wrestling I grew up with. It's uh, more adult based, right? More sports centric, I I guess, right? Less story, less uh, ballyhoo. Uh, I was at that show on, on Tuesday with my kids and I'm chanting with them and I'm getting, I'm having fun with them. It's a very different way of viewing it. Um, I, I, I'm able to separate the two products and view them, and and I I don't do this comparison thing where like AW has to be like WWE. You mean you um, can consume wrestling without oh man, putting the products in direct competition to one another? Listen, I watch a drama and I watch a comedy and I view it very differently. No and way. I, I, yeah, did you? Know you're that? you're did allowed you know to enjoy the Office and yeah. Friends. Yeah, I could watch. I'm not a big Friends fan. I mean, okay? I. I I, I so unrealistic. They live I know in that that's apartment. sacrilege to a mutual friend of ours. But I know. Yeah, I my wife, too. She gets very upset when I tell her that. I'm not a big <laughs> Friends fan. But, you know, it, it's a different perspective of watching. I, I think right now they're firing on all cylinders. I think I have to be careful with... Um, I think they're going to have to be careful with keeping the momentum. Yeah. Well, I'll because... tell you this. I think the thing that WWE needs to be cautious of next year is what is their talent strategy with all these contracts coming up and changing? We know they're trying to lock a lot of people down. We hear the report that Sean Ross Sapp said from Fightful that Cody is locked on an agreement to resign, but they haven't actually executed a contract yet. We heard Bailey resigned recently. We know that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are free agents coming up. We know that Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet is going to be out there. We know Drew McIntyre is going to be out there. What is their move on that front because that does give off some degree of perception to fans right where you're telling them who's important on your television show who's someone who you find expendable and right now i think paul levesque's doing a really good job at trying to give as many people quality stories as they can i I mean they've done an excellent job with drew mcintyre right now but i am really interested to see andrew as we move forward here where that precedence is put on who they decide to move forward with yeah, I, I think that's going to be that's going to be the big uh, question here. The, the the top is very heavy for them as far yeah. as talent goes. They're very top heavy. Um, it's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have with, you know, you have CM Punk, you have Roman Reigns, you have, you know, you have this opportunity to do juggernaut after juggernaut main event program to keep this going. And I, I mean, they have years of program to go uh, programming to go without even injecting anybody new to that top tier. Uh, and then you have, you know, other people coming up in that roster too. I, I, I think right now they, they've, they've really solidified that top level. Um, can, you know, Monday Night Raw, is it a little too long? Is it a little too difficult to watch? Yeah, it is for me. You know, I, I have a hard time watching that show for three hours. I don't really necessarily have that problem with SmackDown or, or You NXT know what the, or... the funniest thing about that is, and this is obviously subjective, and we're getting into a whole nother route here with that, but Aside from the fact that Raw is a really hard show to get through in terms of length and committing to a three-hour show, I do think there's a fair good-faith argument to be made that from a storytelling perspective, Monday Night Raw in 2023 might have been the best television show in wrestling, which is wild to think about given the perception of Raw over the course of the past decade since they moved to three hours but I, I do think that there was a change in shift in focus and creative this year in WWE where there was more emphasis put on week to week storytelling and advertising stuff ahead of time. And Monday Night Raw, more than any other show, is a beneficiary of that. Seth Rollins deserves a lot of credit for that being the champion for that title that the, you know, the sorry you couldn't beat Roman Reigns championship yeah. that they created. Uh, and I do think SmackDown, Andrew, suffered from not having its top star at. at pretty much at all this year oh 100 percent. i i 2022 versus 2023 very different show um you know they're, they're trying to they're trying to they're doing something with this roman stuff they have a plan they have an end goal here uh to see what inning Punk, are we in 
uh, right now, I think we're in the 13th. <laughs> we're in the 13th. I'm at City Field. I'm sitting there at 1 o'clock to watch the Mets lose. That's where I'm at right now. We got ghost runners on second base at this point. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would... I would say, you know, I, I, I'm i not at the end with this, right? Like, we still don't know what the payoff is. They know what the payoff is. But is it Cody finally winning it? Is it Dwayne? Uh, is it CM Punk? You know, if I'm going to if I'm gonna say if WWE could do one thing to kind of solidify this, whatever, whatever era, decade they're in right now. I don't even know what this era would be called. It's not the reality era. The uh, new you know, era, 2024. Whatever this is. The Endeavor era. The Endeavor era. Uh, I would say, you know, if you have an opportunity to do two nights in Philly, you know, you got CM Punk and, you know, you do two dream matches you never thought you would see. You could sell it as that. Uh, You know, you could get Dwayne, you get Austin, you have have Punk there, you have Roman there, you have Cody still in the mix. You have an opportunity to do something very special. Um, You know, post-Vince. This is the first post-Vince WrestleMania. I would take that opportunity and do it and kind of build the rest of the year, just piggyback on that momentum of, of what you did at WrestleMania. You know, for, for them, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. I can't, I can't criticize anything. You know, their corporate structure is great. They've, they've, they've streamlined a lot of stuff. Their creative has been much better. Um, People are being given opportunities to break out. Sure, and yeah, and yeah, ride with have, them. I mean, look a, at the years that Triple H running. Look at it, the years you know? that Gunther had, L.A. Knight. Uh, even you could argue Chad Gable. You know, people like that. Chelsea Green has done a great job. Rhea Ripley and the investment that came with that. And it is, if I can make a comparison standpoint, it's something that I really, really wish that AEW did more of, and that's riding the hot hand all the way. When you see that someone is starting to truly pick up some organic momentum just roll with it i mean we saw it a few times with wwe this year even jay uso you know and la night where they might not necessarily have been in the plans from the get-go to ride them as single stars but they did and it made a big difference i mean i know you were at that house show the other day rhea ripley is there ringside in the dom mysterio cm punk match and rhea is getting some of the biggest reactions of the night and, and can you imagine if I told you, well, when did she do that? Uh, what was it the Mayon Classic, right? When when yeah. did she do that? 2017? 20, yeah, 17, 2018. 2017, like 2018. If someone, yeah. if, if someone told you like, oh, we're going to, we're picking her because everybody knew she was, she was fantastic, but we're going to turn her into a goth occultist. You would say, what are you out of your freaking mind? Mm-hmm. Right? It just shows you their execution. They, 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 if, if something is executed properly, no matter how bonkers the idea is. The new year is upon us and it's time to step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped. That's where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident, as you should. Featuring the powerhouse lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use code WrestleBiz at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. I have made it my personal goal and resolution for 2024 to look as good and clean-cut as possible from head to toe. And you know that that entails... Go in the extra mile, and the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is there to make that happen. It's got futuristic tendencies, in fact. Included in this bundle is the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and two free gifts. It never ends with Manscaped. Their fifth-generation Lawnmower Features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and yes, even a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And you know most of the ladies, they love 
when it's smooth down there. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code WrestleBiz at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z. Happy New Year to your balls. I just think that that is reflective of, again, when you see that a talent is catching something with the fans, they're connecting in a, a very certain way. You got to ride it. And like right now, AW is doing that with Swerve. I, I do believe that yeah. Swerve is going to be the guy in 2024 for AW because the reactions are becoming undeniable. You have to put him in that top tier spot with the best of the best in the company. But I, I give Paul Levesque a lot of credit from a creative standpoint where we saw them ride that momentum with a lot of individual different talent this year and give them opportunities to stand out because now, Andrew, they're going to have more equity going into WrestleMania 40 where some of these talents who maybe were here a year ago are going to be here. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Also, look, my kids, right? My kids got into wrestling about a year ago. They, they're they're eight and, and seven years old. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're into this. And they're asking me, like, oh, can we go to WrestleMania? And you know what? I'm thinking about it to do that drive to Philly. I'm thinking about doing it. I never would have thought that for myself. I wouldn't have done it. I'm like, ah, whatever. I can miss it. But they want to go, so I'm going to go. You know, for, for them to be excited about this, you know, things are changing a little bit here. Um, that's not to be said that AEW is, is going to, you know, have a terrible year. I hope not. You know, I want everybody to be successful at this. The more wrestling, the better. The more better for the talent, better for the viewer. You have a choice. Uh, you watch what you wa- want to watch. You don't want. You don't have to hate watch anything. That's the other. Thank thing. you. I I it, don't understand that. It blows my mind. I got in a huge debate about this on social media this past week. I just don't understand the uh, concept of hate watching. Imagine Andrew. You're you're told to watch Friends, right? You don't like Friends, but you watch it just to shit on it anyway, even though it makes you angry and you it does nothing for you from an entertainment perspective. Why yeah. would you do that to yourself? Why would I do that to myself? Listen, I hate the Jersey Shore. I'm not a Jersey Shore fan, okay? Like the actual Jersey Shore or the show? No, I love the Jersey Shore. I love Barre. Okay, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, you'd scream Barre. I scream Barre. I love that. I, I, there's nothing more than watching uh, a local Jersey band playing music a little too loud for the venue and just going through like 15 beers. There's nothing better than that on the Jersey show. You got like an age gap. There's like 21 year olds in one part of the bar and then there's like 65 year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the 65 year olds. It's split, you know? It's amazing. Split. Uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't dedicate my life talking about how terrible it is. Right. And talk about how the real world is a better show. I I don't understand that mentality. I'm missing some. Listen, maybe I'm too I'm too old for it. I I'm too busy for that. I I like watching things that I enjoy. I like to be positive. I like positivity in my life. I don't like negativity in my life. I don't I don't I don't get it. But that's that's the internet right now. That's internet sure. discourse. That's what it is. Everything is a debate or an argument you know i i i think things are it's weird it's a weird thing yeah i, I actually I saw to be it. honest dude if i could i pray for this one day i want to hit the lotto okay I hit the lotto sayonara suckers i'm out of here you will nobody will see me nobody will hear from me i will not have a twitter 
I'll talk to my friends. I'll ch- I'll text John Alba. How you doing from my island? And I'm I done. Want my my share, bro. We look alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get I, a share. Yeah, you can pay me to pose as you in public. You know what? You 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 take all of it. You do. I will you do be, whatever I'm doing. I you will take be it. your Ms. Dow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, like I I just want a better life. You right. know, I and even talking to people like I'm on that media call for AEW in about. 30 minutes. Same here. Okay. Uh, the messages I'm getting. You you need to ask Tony. You need to tell Tony. I'm like, can you imagine I'm on a call with, with you know, Disney and Bob Iger's on the call? I know people are going to get mad that I'm comparing Bob Iger to Tony, but, you know, <laughs> both very successful, very wealthy men that know what they're doing, right? For the most part. I, I'm like, I'm not going to. That's not how it works. That's not what I'm looking to do. I'm not a journalist. Uh, I do. I do. A, I do a podcast that breaks stuff with a bunch of dick jokes in it. You know that. That's and I do the show I want to do. I'm not looking to do a gotcha. But if I have a good question, I'll ask it. But I'm not. I know the answer to some of these questions, and I'm not going to ask it because it's. It, I'm not going to get the answer. Right. You know. Right. It just. You gotta, you gotta kind of feel the room. I, that's not what I do. Um, no, I get it. I, but too, like, and this is the grander point, man. I think as long as you're servicing your audience, that yeah, that's what matters. Is, that is what matters, right? WWE is doing that. WWE has uh, kind of, to borrow your term, more corporate sharks, if you will, where they're definitely more centric in that sense. But I, I brought this up on social too the other day when Shibata signed to AEW. And I had all these people saying, what does this do for business? What, how does this improve eyes? You, you know, I mean, you know, the comments yeah. that are going to come from that, right? And I quote tweeted one of them by saying, listen, is it going to attract a lot of US eyes? Probably not. But is it going to make a lot of Tony's AEW fans happy? The people who like watching guys like Shibata? Probably. I guess so. Yeah, but you also, you also, why wouldn't you... You also want really good hands on deck. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you. Well, I think the argument is AEW has so many of those types. Sure. Right? But, and they you know, do. I, they do. They definitely do. Um, listen, maybe maybe he's getting ready for the, the next half of the year where maybe some of those guys won't be there anymore. Maybe yeah. contracts are ending. There's a lot of strategy that goes into this. I, you know, people are like, oh, why is this guy there? Sometimes you just like someone and you want to give him a job. And yeah. unfortunately, you know. Some some people are going to turn around and say, well, that's not how business works. Yeah, that is how business works. You hire people that you like. And, yeah. he, you know, Tony's a big fan of Shibata. He said it publicly. Uh, you know, John, I'm a fan of yours. You know, I like you personally. Uh, so you're going to hire me or what's the deal? You know, listen, it, uh, well, here's a great example, right? And I'm not <laughs> I'm not downplaying you at all, right? I think you're you're beyond capable. You're doing some awesome stuff, right? If I hire you to do a show for me. Mm-hmm. What's my expectation? Is my expectation that you're going to be generating millions of dollars for me? Is my expectation that I have a I have a certain concept that I think you're going to fit in there or am I or is it that John is a really good hand, he's a professional broadcaster, he's adding to my to my company, he's adding to my to my main goal and he's part of this plan that I have for the long run. You got to look at things in that perspective. Not everybody is a main event. Agreed. Guy, I'm not saying that you're not. By the way, hey, I got that, that network street cred okay. now, baby. You do, you do. You're, you're, you can you're turn on. on your television while you're sitting there nursing your hangover on any given Saturday morning and watch. I had SNY on in my in my living room this go. morning. I, <laughs> you know, you have to look at what your end goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, unfortunately, not everybody is going to be the millionaire. Not everybody's going to be the main event guy. Right. But that's not saying they are not extremely capable. My whole thing in life has always been, I never want to be the best at what I do. I don't want to be the greatest at what I do. I want to be consistently decent. If you are consistently decent in anything you do, whether it's, you know, your personal career or broadcasting or, or even AEW TV or WWE TV, it's going to get attraction to whatever your end goal is. Be consistently good. Andrew, as we wrap up, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Because yes. we did our bold predictions last week. Give me a bold prediction for AEW and a bold prediction for WWE for 2024. <sighs> okay. Bold prediction for WWE. Um, 
I'm gonna give one for EW. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I mean, how bold? However bold oh, you you believe bold, bold is. I want to go. Um, they are gonna get a a very large TV deal. You want to? Let's say that's bold, right? They're gonna get they're gonna get a nice increase in their TV deal. I don't believe WWE is going to Warner. Uh, so you believe this is a re-up? I think this is a re-up year, and I think they're gonna have they're gonna have a a a, a nice. I don't know what that number is going to be, but they're going to have a very uh, a, a increase, a very nice increase in their TV. Rights. Will they be streaming on Max? They will be streaming on Max. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. Okay, uh, so you believe for, that for WWE? Oh, man. Um, I think they're going to have more mainstream crossover, more celebrity crossover. I think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be some UFC crossover happening. Um, I eventually think WWE is going to be, it's going to become almost a feeder system. UFC will be a feeder system for them where you'll have top talent uh, that is maybe done. They're past their prime and, and they go right to the PC and they go right into the PC Interesting, uh, because you have that endeavor thing. You know, a yeah. lot of those guys are represented from it, you know, like a Chuck Liddell, for example, I'm just giving an a, a example, right? A Chuck Liddell. If this this was put in place, I mean, he would have been a great move. Oh my god! You know, before before he obviously uh, he had physical. Even Cormier, had he made the move like at the right time, it would have been a great move. Absolutely, for him. Cormier. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the Diaz brothers, if they're not, you know, gonna beat anybody up in real life, you know, Ronda's a, the best example of this. You took a mega star from you know a, a pioneer for for women's MMA, Misha Tate. Uh, how good Toronto, is. uh, Ronda Rousey, Ronda became the biggest mm -hmm. name, went over to WWE and you know what, regardless of the public discourse about it and, and, her, and well. what people think she did tremendous. Mm -hmm. She did tremendous. It, 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 it was an anomaly how good she was coming in. So, you know, I, I think we're going to see some of that also. We're going to see yeah. more than, than we think that that's my prediction. I think that's fair. I went really far with my bold prediction. Oh, last give me week. yours. What is it? I said, I said, Vince retires and Stephanie returns to the company. Stephanie returns to the company. Uh, I don't think yet. I don't yet. think Steph is coming back yet. Yeah, I don't yet. think yet. I think, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm maybe in, as an ambassador, right? Okay. Maybe as, I, I don't know if she's going to come in as like a day-to-day, -day, you know, CEO. work on the grind like, again. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. but I think she, she will come back as some sort of ambassadorship, some sort of, liaison you she need was a too well liked very well liked yeah. her exit i'll that's a fascinating story i'd love to talk to eric about actually the exit Off that exit I'll, I'll leave a i'll leave a little teaser there i'd love <laughs> to talk to eric about that because i that was that was fascinating how that happened she left and she came back i'm gonna ask you one more bold one yeah give me if any top tier Give give me one top tier talent from each company that you could see making a swap. Uh, I would say Drew McIntyre would be a big get for AEW. Okay, uh, because there's not too many names left. Right, who's available? Who can show up? Right, I'm, I'm I don't know what Drew's contract status is, but mm -hmm. I think someone like Drew would be a little bit of a needle mover. Um, listen, if MJF goes to WWE. That is a huge hit to your optics. Tremendous hit to your optics. When, when Cody left, what was said to me by WWE was, this was an optics war. And that, that started WWE winning. Yeah. Cody left. They had that big WrestleMania. Uh, then slowly you started seeing things happening here. And it wasn't positive. For, for after Cody leaving, it, the, the, kind of, the story shifted for that company. A founders leaving. Yeah. The other there's there's and there's issues internally. CM Punk is there. He's having problems. You know, it was it was a decline from that moment. Sure. As optics go, and listen, WWE is in that battle. They know. Uh, yeah. They, they financially, they're they're the juggernaut here. They're they're the leading number one. But again, it goes back to what we talked about: perception, right? Perception is king. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one I'll throw out there. I'll throw. Uh... I'll throw Ricky Starks out there from the AW side to WWE. He's a Cody guy. 
I'm pretty sure he's a free agent coming up. I could be wrong on that. If I'm wrong on that, then screw me even mentioning that. But I'm pretty sure he is. And uh, him making a jump, I, I, I'd be interested to see what he could do in the WWE system. It, it really comes down to, like, yeah. do you want to become a very, very wealthy TV star? You go to WWE. Do you want to be a professional wrestler and, and on TV and still become wealthy, still make money? But, you know, you got to think about the longevity of your career. Yeah. I need to make the most money that I can today to secure my 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 remainder of my half my life. You know, if sure. I'm 27 years old and, you know, I'm, a, I'm MJF and I'm a big star on AEW TV, you know, it's a little bit easier for me to say, like, okay, you know what? I can stay here for a little bit more, build my craft, make some more money, and then I'll jump over there and I'll get even more money. But if you're, you know, Ricky, where you're, like, on that on that verge – where it really doesn't matter as far as your star potential goes. You go to WWE and, and make, throw a number, half a million a year for the next, you know, five, six, seven years uh, and build that wealth and, and maybe get a raise and make some more money. Uh, I would go that route, you know. Yeah, well, and if 2023 shows anything, you can break out whenever. Look at LA Knight breaking yeah. out as he's entering, you know, 40 years people, old. So. And what were people saying? His career was done. Right. He was finished. He went to, w, right. he went to NXT. Uh, he went got to the, the manager roster. call up. He got the manager call up, which was insane. Mm -hmm. And whoever got, I don't even, I don't know who decided like, okay, this is insane that we're doing this to this guy. And now he's one of the top stars in that company. Yep. yep. It just happens sometimes. And, and a guy does. in his forties, you know, when a guy in his forties, would he have been better off going to AEW and being, you know, in the middle of that card or staying in, in, in impact? No. He made the right call. So I, I think it depends on the individual, but I think we're going to see sure. some some people. This may be the year that we start seeing some jump over from yep. the AEW side over. Especially as we get into year five here for AEW. Andrew, yeah. this was great stuff, man. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Twitter, at Andrew Zarian. I do a, a long list of shows. I do the Mattman podcast every Friday. You can catch me on other things. I'm, I'm everywhere. I do, uh, I do my appearances on everybody's shows, uh, but Twitter's the best place. Andrew Zarian on Twitter. Doing well. I'm very appreciative you hopped on Strictly Business with us here, and I want you guys to hop on with us as well. AdvertiseWithEric.com is your place to go to get your business, get your product out in front of thousands of listeners and viewers every single week. The 83 Weeks podcast feed is one of the biggest podcast feeds in the world for professional wrestling, and we'd love for you to get your product out in front of it we have a lot of exciting things planned for 2024 i can't believe we're already here at the new year but i want to wish everyone a happy and healthy holiday season i hope everything's been going well eric's having a great time down in clearwater right now and i hope all of you guys spend your holidays with your loved ones and enjoy and ring things in style i know andrew's arian well he's never had a problem doing that so uh buddy thank you so much for having on i'm looking forward to seeing you soon i'm Anytime, sure we'll get together dude. soon uh, this has been Strictly Business. We will see you next time. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> can you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.